This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we're on a mission to raise up uncommon church builders and be the kind of leaders our pastors would kill to have on the team. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning, so hit subscribe, share this with your team, and let's join Pastor Brandon Stewart for another vital conversation for all of us who lead from the middle. second welcome back to season four of the podcast episode 94 and today we have a great conversation we're going to sit down with john morgan and talk about transitioning well it's going to be so good but before we do that i just want to say thank you so much for uh, tuning in if you lead in a spot where you're in the proverbial second chair you lead but you're not in charge welcome to this community of uncommon church builders so glad you're here uh, my name is clark i'm uh, faithfully serving in my local church as well as helping out here at leading second and one of the things i love most is connecting with people in a similar spot who who have a similar heart for their church for their pastor for the kingdom of god and when we we're at team church just recently we got to ask a few questions to our leading second tribe who came and saw us at our leading second booth at team church so uh, here are a few highlights from our conversation with some leading second tribe members Seth, Katie, what's kind of stirred up in you over the past yeah. past year? You know, I think this past year has just shown me how creative God is. You know, I had the notion that like God is sovereign over everything, not just Sunday mornings, yeah. but it's really showed me like wherever the, the saints are communing, coffee shops, living rooms, like wherever we could all of last year, like God showed up. I think God stirred up in me more of a passion for the local church. More than ever, people are looking for meaning, uh, for purpose. Uh, people are lonely. And man, the local church really is, uh, I think, more than ever empowered um, to really lead the way, to reach out to people, uh, to give them meaning, to point them to Christ. What is your uh, heart for your pastor right now and your church moving forward? One thing I love about Leading Second is that it's really helped me identify that it's not really about me. The way that I want to support our pastor in this season is, is leaning in closer, understanding his heart even more, being able to articulate it both in word and in culture, right? Yeah. Uh, in, in our church so that it just continues to push that mission and vision forward. And it allows us to be able to put ourselves away and, and really just um, be a support um, and be a cheerleader and be a champion for uh, the vision of our pastor. Being a second chair leader, leading from the middle, if you had to narrow it down to one thing, one what thing, is your favorite part? I love just being able to trickle down the vision oh, of our so pastors. Good. I find that leading in the middle is probably one of the coolest things that you would get to do because not only do you have the opportunity to lead and share and kind of cut your teeth in ministry you know, but we get to glean from some of the greatest leadership and those who have pioneered the way before us. What is God laying on your heart for this next yeah. season? Really looking to encourage and empower future leaders. I'm really asking him to give me eyes for that. There's something that God wants to impart to his church. And I know that as leaders, it's going to require us to humble ourselves, um, to be objective, to learn, to be self-aware, and also to pioneer and continue to pursue moving church forward. 
want to encourage you when we say that we want to connect with you. We mean it. We truly do. I want you to reach out to uh, our Instagram or maybe email us, find our website and just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you're from and where you serve. And if you have a listener question, maybe you have a question that's on your heart that you're trying to wrestle through, ask us and, and you might be featured in a future segment. Well, without further ado, I want to jump into this conversation with John Morgan where he talks about transitions and transitioning well. So let's listen to John Morgan and Pastor Brandon Stewart. Well, John, welcome back to the podcast today. Thank you for inviting me to be here. I'm excited. I, you, I think you have our longest episode on on record. I'm climbing that. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's a good thing to climb. <laughs> Like that, that was the one he never knows when to shut up episode. Was that <laughs> no, what? No, it wasn't that. Okay. It, it was the so good we kept it running. Oh, okay. That's, oh, that's good. Uh, no, I'm so glad you're back. Your your voice matters in my life. As I've said previously, uh, I learned so much of, of the God revelation I feel like I have in my life toward leading second. Uh, you architected so much of it. So thank you for your voice. And I know countless leaders you've worked with uh, would, would echo all that. So we love you and your family to us. Thank At Leading Second, glad to have a really important conversation today. And I'm also joined by Kelly Goff. Hey, hey. Kelly. Uh, from hey. Phoenix, Arizona. Yes, yes. Love Leading Second. Love being a part of this today. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. And um, I'm not glad she's here. She's the smartest one at the table now. <laughs> I was potentially going to sound intelligent. <laughs> Kelly, what's your role at your church? Uh, campus pastor. Awesome. Yes, campus pastor. I'm excited to be a part of this conversation today because I was a youth pastor for 10 years uh, before I transitioned to campus pastor. So just awesome. that train, it's just exciting. And, uh, John, maybe tell us what you're up to right now in, in ministry. Uh, still itinerating, still traveling, training, but we're in the potential of taking a church on in, uh, Washington DC area. It's so, so cool. just a couple of weeks out from finding out whether that's going to be a reality or not. Absolutely amazing. But that means you're, you're going over the dark side. I'm heading to the dark side <laughs> to every, every number two out there. I apologize. <laughs> I, you now now had Jesus felt when Judas betrayed him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, today I wanted to have a life-saving conversation for somebody. And I know that sounds very dramatic saying it that way. But actually, um, I had a version of this conversation early on in ministry. I, a mentor spoke some of these things into my life. And um, I feel like they have genuinely saved my life in moments where I could have gone really wrong. And I wanted to offer that to our leading second community. This might be a podcast you hear today, but maybe we'd come back to at some point when you find yourself in a unique season. So today we're going to talk about transition and we're going to talk about how to navigate healthy transitions. Because if, if, if you aren't in a transition now, you probably have one coming at some point in your future. Transition is a part of ministry and navigating transition in a healthy way matters. And I, I think too, John, I, I think you would speak to this. Uh, just in the local church, we've been in a season of unprecedented transition. I mean, transition has been everywhere the last 18 yeah. months. And I think that's why you were saying this on the way in today. Our, our churches have even felt stuck or declining in this season is because we've just seen so much transition. Yeah, I think one of the, the, the challenges of the, the 2020 season into 2021 is you know, statistically, they say around about 20% of people uh, leave your church every year. Mm. And so, but, you know, in a growing church, 
that that twenty percent is replaced. So if your church is growing by twenty percent, then you've replaced you, you actually grow forty percent because you've replaced the right, twenty, right, right, and another twenty have come in. And so as leadership teams process that transition out, it's it's not as visible or as taxing because you've you're celebrating all the people that have come in. You know, forty percent. Right. So that's right. You know, so if a, if a, a church of a hundred, what's that? Twenty percent uh, is twenty people, and so it's like nearly every week you're hearing somebody yeah. leaving. In a church of a thousand, that's two hundred people. Yeah. And so this people leaving. This people. It's like everyone seems to be leaving. Mm. If you flip that, of a church of a thousand, now you've got four hundred people. Four yeah, four hundred people coming in, and so there's multiple people coming in. So you're celebrating the intake. That's right. More than the exit. So what twenty twenty did because we're not connected. We can't see them in the in the building. We can't see new people in the seats. You just got this taxing feeling, like oh, only people are only leaving. Everyone's leaving. Yeah, everyone's yeah. leaving, and so that what that's what become taxing because you didn't have the inflow in that that season. But it it may not have been any more than any other season. Right. That's right. Get us started by giving us the the brief overview of just kind of your ministry journey because you've actually had several different seasons of ministry. You've been You've been a number one uh, previously. Yeah, uh, you've itinerated, so you've you've been your you've been your own boss. <laughs> you know, in, yeah. in a sense, you've been on staff actually here at my home church, yeah. at Champion Center. I guess maybe, maybe just kind of talk to us about your journey up up to this point, because going back to the number one role wouldn't actually be new for you in a sense. Yeah. So yeah. So I've a lot of transits. I was thinking about this uh, just yesterday. Um, I've transitioned out out of churches. As a as a number two, or in when I was at uh, in Auckland, and I come out of my own church pastoring and base with my friend Paul De Jong, uh, I wasn't on staff. I was just based there and travelled out of there. But even in that role, I said to him, "What do you want me to do? How how can I serve here?" Right. And so I ran the whole kingdom uh, part of their church, which was their missions, which was their church planning, which mm. was their uh, their their conferences. Um, transition, transitioned out of Champion Center to Chicago, out of, and now out of you know Steve Muncy's church when I was in Chicago, uh, the youth pastor. I transitioned out of there to itinerating again. We're based with my probably one of my best friends, you know, Pastor Kent Muncy. Uh, my wife is his executive pastor, and we're right. potentially facing a transition out of there. And I, I, I think of the other day in every season of transition, all the pastors whose churches I've stepped out of, even if you go back to Hillsong when I was there as a as a youth guy mm-hmm. and planted a church out of Hillsong, I still have a great relationship with every one of those pastors. It's so good. So Pastor Kevin coming out of here, yep. Pastor Kevin yep. is still one of my best friends in the world. You yep. know, I could I know I could call on him in any time I needed help. Same with Steve Muncy, same with Kent. Well, that's what we were trying to create with Kent. And it's going to be, we've been friends. We've already said in the middle of this transition before it started, we've mm. been friends 20 years. Our goal is to be friends for at least the next 20. Mm. So same with Paul DeYong, Brian Houston. So I, none of those transitions have uh, ended badly that's so uh, good. because we've been so you know, determined to make it end well. And then even transitioning my own church, resigning as a senior pastor, um, making sure that that was set up for the next guy that he could take over well. And none of that happens by accident. You have to be incredibly deliberate. Say in the scenario, Anna and I have the right to make a decision to leave 
city church. That's sure. our right. Sure. We sure. have the right to do that. Once we make that decision, then we hand the transition into Pastor Kent's hands because exactly. I have the right to decide I want to leave, but I'm not convinced I have the right to call the shots on how I leave. So good. That's really good. So if I can, if I can get to that, like I, and I don't have the right to call the shots on how he's going to respond mm. to my mm. leading. Yep. And so, yep. so people are saying, you know, when's Anna leaving? You know, you're going to take on this church. When's Anna going to go? And I go, I don't really know at the moment. We haven't, mm. we haven't walked that that far with number one knowing it's definite. So it's no point making an exit plan unless it's definite. Yep. When it becomes definite, then Pastor Kent he may say, okay, well Anna can finish tomorrow, mm. and we've got to be good with she doesn't right. go back into the office. Right. Yep. I helped a, a couple in uh, with Jonathan Brozozog's church in Minneapolis. Yeah, and, great church. Uh, and so there was this young couple and they felt called by God to go back to their parents' church, which, you know, it's fair enough. They get to decide that. So he he called me and he said, you know, how do we how do we process that? And I said, well, they probably don't need to come back. Mm. Uh, they can probably leave today, pay them for two months, yep. give them two months pay and say, well, you can finish today. Well, then that young couple called me and they're all angry and yeah, crying yeah. and I can't believe. And, you know, I said, well, you resigned. You told him we don't want to be here anymore. God's calling us away. And so we released you. Like you should be like, thank you, pastor, right, you know. And right. they, but he told us not to come back. I said, well, because you're leaving. You, you, Like why would you need to be in any more conversations about the future exactly. of the church? Right. and yep. the, right growth of the church and why would we want you in a meeting creating work for something that you're yep. not going to be able to follow up with the work and you know you've obviously you didn't make a decision to leave today yep you told us that you were leaving you've been in that conversation in your own head for a couple of months yep and so you're already exiting mm. so you're not going to really add too much more value yep. to the organization why don't yep. you go and then they can pay you for the next two months and you're earning double money. Like it seems like a win-win. You know, I, I'm so glad we're talking about this today. I think people can already tell that we're going to be taking a different angle than you may have heard uh, or, or, or seen modeled in other places. Um, here's something I think is important, John, for me to bring out is, is I have heard it taught and I, I have seen the fruit of this in my life. That transition is something you have to think about a long time before you're ever there. You you have to set your mind to it before you ever find yourself in a moment of transition. I when I heard someone teach on transition, I was not I was happy where I was. I was I was a, a I think two years into youth pastoring, you know, kind of my first opportunity, and and I was happy and life was good, but I I I stored it. And then when I needed it about a year and a half later, it was there. And and I, I think I have probably two or three, you know, major transitions for, for my life. And like you both went exceptionally well. But I think it's because I set my mind to it. And and I because once you're in it, 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 it emotions hit, pressure yeah. hit, finances hit. You know, the 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 the, the, the opportunity maybe you're going to adds add something into the mix and um, it can go tragically wrong and, and bridges they, get burned. And they usually do. Sure, sure. They usually go terrible. We're, we're, we're horrible at transitioning. It's in the corners of a race 
that there's most danger. Mm. And in the transitions in life, it's even like a church service. The worst parts of a church service are the transitions. <laughs> right. Because people don't think them through. They don't right. think they're important. And so they end right. up with big seams in, so the, in the church service. So we even got yep. to think about how we transition from worship to greeting. Because yep. we don't transition from worship to greeting and you get up there from the worship song to the greeting, you can tell the people who haven't thought it through because I'll say this, oh, I don't really feel like we've touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Can we sing that song again? so we can just enter into a bit more worship. What they're really saying is, oh, man, I didn't think about this transition. Can, <laughs> right. we, can we sing that song again right. until I feel comfortable about transitioning? That's so what true. they're saying. That's why they all say the same lame thing. So, <laughs> And that's the same as transitioning in church life. We are going to experience change. And if I'm a number two, I may experience one or more of those changes in my life. So when that change comes... How, how do I set myself up for a win and how do I set the church up for a win so this is, doesn't end up bad for anybody? Well, and on that, I love that. And being so big on honor and leading second community, being so big on honor, for a, for a person that's coming out of a number two, knowing that that's their next step, number one, young, like what would you say? Because I feel like in our culture right now, honor is so not existent. Um, what would you like, what would be your advice for a young number two that is knowing that they're transitioning into a number one to do that in an honoring way to their, to their senior pastors, to their current church? Great question. Or even in like your scenario. So you went from being youth pastor to yeah. an executive pastor role or a campus pastor. Right. So how am I making those transitions? I think, uh, or going from a number, like in my role, going to go from being on a, on, on a, I'm not really on team, but I'm based there, to a, a, a lead role. So the first consistent thing would be in the transitions that I've walked through, Pastor Paul DeYong is still the senior pastor. I'm not there. Haven't been there for 20 years. Uh, pastor Kevin Gerald is still here as the senior pastor. I'm not here. Hmm. Haven't been here for 15 years. Pastor Steve Muncie is still the same. Pastor Kemp Muncie will stay on. The, the, the consistent thing is they're all senior pastors mm -hmm. of those churches still. And the other consistent thing is I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they because they're going to be there longer than you, honor says I'm not going to be here. So I need to honor the person, the man or woman of God mm. that is selling their life. Yeah. 100%. To make this thing yes. happen. So good. I've, yes. I've had a very, like my time at Champion Center was probably the funnest, most enjoyable season of ministry to date that I loved. And I've loved every season, but Pastor Kevin and I had a unique relationship. And so it was a fun season, but it's a season. My season at Family Christian Center, at City, all those, all those are se seasons change. Right. We go from winter to, to spring. Right. We go from spring to summer, summer to fall. So the seasons change, and it's okay for seasons to change, but you've got you've got to plan out. I'm already thinking about what am I going to wear this winter? Right. You know, I don't want to, I can't wear summer clothes in winter. Mm -hmm. right. So the way you honor is to realize, okay, I'm leaving, they're staying. I've had the privilege of serving. So how do I make sure that all the work that I've done doesn't come undone? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so, so here, here's the, here's the hardest thing for people to do. God's told me to leave this church. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to transition out. 
So God's asking me to do what? He's asking me to leave the church. What's the church? The church is people. So God's asking me to leave the people. So my transition is not an exit from a building. My transition is an exit from people. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and so I can only prove. So when God asked me to resign South City Christian Life Center, and I had eight years of prophecies on that. I went to my senior pastor, Brian Houston, who was you know, an apostle over my life, and I said to him, Pastor Brian, I feel like God's calling me to resign my church. Here are all the words that I've had over an eight-year period. This is what you said eight years ago. This is what, I, if you tell me to stay, I'm staying. I will not resign this church yep. unless okay. you emphatically validate that God is speaking to me. Yeah. And if you do that, then I'll resign. And his immediate thing was, oh, I don't really know what he said, you know. And so, and then <laughs> later, later that night, it was, you know, like, yeah, I think God's speaking to you. And so, and so that was the permission for me. And then when I was, when I resigned the church, Pastor Phil Pringle uh, over C3 Church in Australia, he t- I asked him, Pastor, what can I do to make the best setup for the future? And he, he gave me that advice. He said, just remember God told you to leave the church, not uh, God told you to leave people, not a building. So when you mm. disconnect, don't be calling the people. Yep. Right. Don't be following up to see how they're doing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Walk right away. So you've got to understand, so I've been there a decade of my life. Those people, most of them got saved under my ministry. Yeah. yeah. They got baptized, filled the Holy Spirit. I married them. I visited them in hospital. I give a, a decade of my life to pastoring them. Right. But then God told me, leave. So I've, I've told this to people. They're like, oh, you're telling me I shouldn't call people? I'm like, no, I'm not telling you shouldn't call people. God did. <laughs> Can't argue with that. If God told you to leave the <laughs> church, <laughs> if God told you to leave the church, God said, leave the people. Yeah. It's true. Don't don't yeah. be angry at me that I'm telling you don't call them. But my heart's connected. Yeah, well, have that conversation with God. Why didn't he leave you there? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can't set the next person up for a win if you're on the sideline. That's so right. good. And right. I had assistant right. pastors leave my church, take a church down the road, and then for the next two years, anybody that got upset or angry at any decision was being filtered by his consistent conversation. Yep. So he become like the safe exit for yeah. people to go to. And, and and it was taxing yeah. on me. I'm like, yeah. dude. Right. So yeah. I didn't want to be that guy. Right. I did not okay. want to be that guy. And I remember when I left here, I had a young guy from the church uh, call me, and uh, you know the the new youth pastor was making some decisions. He's not like you. And da, da, da. I'm like, bro, he's a youth pastor. Shut up. I don't want to hear your conversation. Like, right. talk to him about it. I'm not. I'm not having this conversation. He's right. good. He's doing a great job. Support him, back him. I'm not having this conversation with him anymore. Don't call me. I love you, but don't call me. I'll see you at Team Church. Right. So good. So good. What would you say to the leader? Because I know you have this conversation a lot. What would you say to the leader who comes to you and says, well, God told me that I'm supposed to do X. You know, I'm supposed to leave or I'm supposed to transition. Um, how do you help people process, I guess? A God told me. A God told me moment. Well, number one, I think God, God I, I said, I felt like God called me specifically with words out of pastoring. And even in this move to Washington, I believe there are words that I can show you to and scenarios and prayers that got, so I can track it. So uh, so number one, I do believe that God calls people out. That's right. But if God calls you out, it can be tested. Yes. So yes. I always ask five questions. Number one, okay, you're leaving, are you hurt? Mm. 
Did we do anything yeah. to disappoint you? Did we do anything to set up this potential God told me? Because if you're hurt, upset, angry, disappointed, let down, feel betrayed or whatever, then the, the your soul is compromised. So the water going into Flint, Michigan is totally healthy, but when it went through the pipes going into Flint, Michigan, it got contaminated right. and people drank you know, lead water. So your soul is the pipes between heaven and your physical world. Yep. And so if those pipes are contaminated, I might be hearing what sounds mm -hmm. like so God good. told me, um, but they're going to be contaminated. That, that's why, you know, somebody whose soul is contaminated, like with them, even with a mental illness or depression or anxiety or bipolar, can God speak to those people? Yes. Does God love them? Yes. But if they know they'd have that condition, they should, on their own safety, second guess it's God. Mm. So is there anything? People generally going to go, no, I'm good. This is God. Okay. So my, my next question is, did you just lie? <laughs> Are you telling me the truth? Because right. if, you have, if you have avoided the difficult conversation of right. being hurt, um, I'm not calling you a liar. I'm just saying I've been doing this for 35 years. Right. And I've right. had conversations where right. people told me up front I'm good. Yeah. And then 45 minutes later said, well, yes, I am upset. I'm <laughs> right. like, well, you could have saved 45 minutes of my life right. if you just said that at the beginning. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying people tend to avoid hard conversations. Yeah. I want to give you an opportunity yeah. that would show that you're not hurt. So, uh, and, and then they're like, okay, so, so God told you, okay, what did he say? Mm. Like, can you, can you, can you tell me the, the phrase? Because if God told me, like if you if, if Brandon said, I want you to get me a glass of water, and you say, Well, what did he say? I'd say, Well, Brandon said to me, Hey man, you know, if you've got a moment, can you get me a glass of water? And that's how I knew Brandon was telling me because he actually had a statement. So when God told me, what is good. what it's is he so saying? Good, John. What, yeah. What's really the word? Good. Is there yeah. a prophecy? So again, when I said to Pastor Brian, God yep. told me, here's the prophecies, right. here's conversations, and this is what I felt like God was saying yeah. in that. This is what this scripture said. This is what this prayer said. Or uh, when I went to Rima Bible College, God told me almost audibly, go to Rima Bible College. So anyone said, well, what did God say to you? He said, go to Rima Bible College. That's how I knew because I wasn't thinking about going to Bible College. It was very specific. That was the statement. So what, what did God say? Second thing, how did uh, next thing, how did he say it? Was it audible? Did you hear the physical? Was it was it subliminal? Was it like a like for me going to Rimba Bible College? I was in a kitchen. I was a chef carrying a pot from one side to the other. All I was thinking about is don't drop this pot on you. That's what my head was at. And and clear as you can hear me say these words now, I heard God say, "Go to Rimba Bible College," and that was an arresting moment. Uh, is it prophetic? Is it in the word? Yep. Is it in a dream? Yep. Was it circumstantial? Did you pray some things, God, if, if, if this is, you know, how, how did he say that? And then um, if you're my executive pastor or my the, the, the more important your role is, the more God confirmations you want. The Bible mm -hmm. says there's wisdom and a multitude of yeah. counselors. So for me, resigning as, as senior pastor of a church was an eight-year journey of these are all the words God's been saying over an eight-year period. You, you want multiple and counsel. I was going to say, I was going to say, don't, I, my experience has been, it usually comes through multiple people. Yeah. It comes over a period of time yeah. and, and, and 
unrelated people and events all make sense together. Yeah. 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 So, some, something in Scriptures there. And then as it yes. gets closer, yes. it ramps up with yeah. it's yes. starting to it's starting to get like God's warning you ahead of time. He's sowing seed. Right. He's getting you prepared. And then, okay, this is the season. And he starts ramping it up. You should be able to point to all of that. So, so you know, how did he tell you? And the, the bigger the position, if you're an executive pastor, like, like for Anna as an executive pastor, she carries a huge role mm-hmm. for Pastor Kent. So this conversation about transition is not now. We've had this part, the conversation with Kent for probably five years, not we're leaving. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, this is what God's saying. This is what we're praying about. Nothing's happening. So we, we didn't blindside him. Right. With some fresh information, people like, well, just can't know. Like he knew before I even went and visited the church. Right. Like we didn't, we didn't like right. visit, play the role along, come back six weeks later and go, hey, I want to surprise you with the information I've had for six weeks. Yeah. To me, tell me what you think about this. If God's in the transition, you're not going to have to um, violate His word to do it. You're not going to have to slip in your character. If God's really in this. And he's really leading and guiding you. You're not going to have to keep under the radar and do sketchy things. And yeah, for sure. I, I mean, because, because if, if if he'll he'll make a way for you with your pastor with right. these moments. But if it's causing you to 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 sin, to you know, right. you know, to to violate your character, what you know to be right, I think you really got to stop and question: Is God even in this? Or, and, or is and, it even and if God now? is in it, then you got to take the step of faith. Yes. So let's just take this whole journey in Washington. So we went to, let's just say we go to Pastor Kent week one. Hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. This is what we feel like God's leading us to do, and we're going to pursue this. Well, the faith step in that is he could say, I don't want to keep having this conversation for the next 10 years. If this is not God, then Anna, we're going to find another role for you. Mm. Because I can't have you keep coming back to me every six months and saying, hey, I feel like God's leading us out again. So if we take the first step and mm-hmm. tell, and I feel like God's doing it, and I feel like God's speaking to me, the faith step by telling him that is now he has the 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 thing to go, okay, let's journey this out and see what happens. And mm-hmm. he may keep her on stuff. Or he may say, you need to finish, we need to find another role for you. Mm-hmm. So when, when God tells you and you know that God's telling you, and you're moving in faith, then you've got to trust that yes. God's telling right. you. Yes. Right. That, it yep. can't be the it can't be the ace card right. to 100%. manipulate the conversation. Yes. Like God told me, I'm not interested in what you're saying. Right. And even when we went to him, we we said God's leading us this way. We had two options. Mm. This wasn't the only option. What do you feel like God's breathing on? And he said, I would investigate that. Mm. I wouldn't touch that. Mm. He said, I would investigate that. So what do we do? Yep. I follow what my pastor told me to exactly, do. Exactly. I investigated that and dropped the other option. Mm. So the, the, the last question I always have for people will be, um, who, if God told you what authority yes. did you yes. run this word through to get confirmation? Yes. And if you're not hurt, why wasn't it me? So good. Mm. So good. Ooh. Like if you're not lying on the first question I asked you, yeah, that right. slaps. That why did why why did you run to Joe the because pro- what they'll say is oh yeah I had a confirmation I went to Pastor Phil who's Gosh. got a home group right. of like right. eight people but he's a real good man of God and I ran it by why you run it by Phil who who's not your pastor right why didn't you come to me as your pastor <laughs> and tell me so that is good. all too real well then yeah. you know well I don't trust you 
Yeah. So what yeah. did I do to hurt you? Right. Back to, to question not trust number two. Back to question one. <laughs> and why did you lie? Yeah. And then the end of all that, especially with somebody in your church, I always say to them, I said, you know this will be tested. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I said, well, if God told you, then you're going to leave the people. Yep. Yep. If you take a pocket of people with you, if this becomes divisive, mm-hmm. if this becomes ugly, if you don't process it properly and don't leave the people and honor the ministry you've been investing in, you and I will both know two things. Number one, you boldface lied to me. You sat mm-hmm. here today and yeah. you lied to me. I'll never tell anybody you lied to me, but you will know by the way you process this, whether you have integrity and whether you lied mm-hmm. by how this thing goes down. So you good. have the right, you have the responsibility now at exiting to make sure there's as less, I wouldn't even say as less, zero capital mm. um, collateral damage yeah. in, in this process. You you have to own, you, you. I said to Anna, we have the right to choose to leave. We don't net, We don't Gosh. have the right to decide so how good. we exit. So we good. We submit that to our pastor and say, help us exit mm. with, with um, you know, with honor, with integrity. What do you, what do you need us to do? That's so good. I know at, at our church, we have a, a statement that came from our senior pastor that will always stand by open, honest, responsible dialogue. Um, and I think in the in the sense of transition, like how that's exactly what you just said, like t- to be able to come and sit openly, honestly, have responsible dialogue, that if there is a hurt, you're not holding that in because it's only going to, it'll come out eventually. It's only going to yeah. cause more damage uh, in the process. Um so I just think that's so good. And and what would you, I don't know if you can even, if there's an answer to this, but just to encourage people to be willing to do that. Because with that whole, like how we transition out is how we'll transition in mm. to that next season. Yeah. And I don't think people recognize the power in that. And, and how you originally transitioned into your present position is as important as transitioning out and transitioning in. Mm. Yeah, so I, I think a lot of the exits out uh, are bad because we didn't transition people in the right way. It's a little bit like mm. my friend, Pastor Marcus Meekham, has a message he did at ILM this year um, um, called "King in a Week." Yeah, brilliant message and a brilliant message. And and we we overemphasize the the. So I think people uh, and you should track that down if you can. Yeah. Um, I won't re-preach it, but I think people exit too quickly in. Mm-hmm. So when they exit out, it's bad. Mm-hmm. If you transition, when I when I came to Champion Center, it was a huge transition in because I had been a number one, and I hadn't been a number two for years. I even when I was a young man chefing, even though I was like number two on the the list, I I was running the restaurant. I'd run my own restaurants. I'd run my own kitchens. I pastored my own church. Then I resigned and pastored my own ministry. So I'd, I hadn't been under anybody. Pastor Kevin was going to be my boss. He was going to my pastor, but my boss. So my transition in here, we journeyed over three months mm. of a lot of conversations about how I would position myself on the team because he needed to you know, he, he was taking a, a risk bigger than me. Um, so, you know, so it was a lot of honest conversation. So exiting, all, all those things, it's easier to exit out if you have a great relationship and you've entered into it the first time the yeah. right yeah. way. 
So I'm going to add one more thing into that. And I, I've told my story in early podcasts about even how I ended up doing what I'm doing today. I was on staff at Champion Center for uh, a lot of years and my transition out was really quick and it wasn't of my doing. It was actually uh, some of the aftermath of the recession and we had let a lot of staff go. And I think Pastor Kevin knew, we, so we hadn't had the chance to have explicit conversations, but I think he knew that there was something else in me. I think I knew it. And looking back, of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So looking back, I can see how God was working in my life and God was working in my heart. I had a growing discontent, not for the house, not for him, just my role, you know, my seat on the bus. It wasn't my ultimate fit. I had a growing discontent. But one thing I'm thankful of, I've done a lot of things wrong in ministry, of course, as we all have. But but one thing that I'm, I'm thankful for is that in that season leading up to an unexpected transition, I didn't let my heart get bitter. I didn't let my yeah, heart get good. filled with a bunch of crap and lies and, you know, doesn't he see this in me or does it, you know, I, I really, I, I fought all of that. Because my transition happened in a moment. It happened. I got called into an office and in 30 seconds I'm off the staff and I have to figure out how to respond to this. And what made matters even more complicated for me in that moment was that Pastor Kevin was extremely generous. And he actually said, because you've done nothing wrong, I'm actually going to release you if you want to go to another church. And if, if someone if someone can have you on staff and you, you've, you've not disqualified yourself, you've not taken yourself off, I'll actually... Bless you. So I had I had like a ticket out, even, and I I have just minutes or you know, felt like yeah. seconds to respond, and that was the moment where I blurted out, um, I just from came from somewhere. I said I'd rather volunteer here than be paid anywhere else, and that one line has probably blessed my life more than anything over the so last good. ten years. Mm-hmm. I'm still on volunteer staff today. I run Team Church Conference. I you know it's it's opened up incredible doors for us and. In, in ministry, I have the best pastor in the world. I mean, it, it, it's it's been it's been a dream, but I'm just I look back, I'm so thankful I didn't get poison in my heart in that yeah. season. Like I I kept it off, so I kept I kept it out because you're right. Some some transitions will come for years, and you're working on them, and you're seeding the conversation, you're having the conversation, and then others, you know, you could find yourself in a minute and in a moment where you have to respond and out of the yeah. overflow of the heart. Your mouth is going to speak in that moment. And what you have stored, your, your, your life is going to be like a tube of toothpaste and what is something's going right. to come out and you're never going to be able to get it back in, yep. you know, at that moment. Yep. And I think for the person listening today, um, you know, no matter what your, what transition you feel like might be brewing up in you, uh, the most important thing is your heart. Just keep keeping yeah. your heart clean, your heart pure right now, your heart, heart pure toward your pastor, toward the church. So good. Um, it will serve you well in these, in these transition moments. John, last question. Um, talk to us. Give us a bit of vision. What does a healthy transition look like? Like, what would be some characteristics of a transition that just goes exceptionally well? Understanding all the intricacies of transition, maybe a few big rocks. Yeah, I would say a healthy transition starts with you um, knowing you're called by God. Mm. So when you're called by God, if you get in a situation like you're in, what you talked about, pastor walks in, we're transitioning here. So who called you to ministry? Was it Pastor Kevin or was it God? Mm. So if it's God, then you have to sit back and go, I can't know God's got a plan. And you think about that. Had you not done that transition, 
right, well then, and not trusted God, we wouldn't right. be sitting at this table now. Right, absolutely. Right. And none of these people listening to this podcast yep. would have this podcast. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. Because you'd just be some hurt little person yeah. in a small church and yep. probably have gone to 20 churches by now. Yep. 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 And so the when you trust God, you're like, it's a little bit like when the pandemic hit last year and you'd be in the same role. I make all my money on the road. Oh, 100%. 100%. And then I have no ministry, no one's calling, and everyone's scrambling yep. to do their own videos, and no one's calling me. Yep. Yep. And so Anna was like, What are you going to do? And I said, Well, I don't do what I always do, just trust God. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. you know, um, he, he the pandemic took me by surprise. It didn't take God. Right. Yep. And so we're going to trust him for my income. And then he just led all the way. Yep. Up until uh, June this year, and I didn't have anything in June, July, or August booked. And mm. normally I'm a year out. Yep. But I've learned over thirty something years of ministry. If if nothing is in there, and I can't fill it, then there's a reason. And then this church that's looking for a pastor said, "Can you come? Gosh, Could yeah. you preach once in June?" I said, "I can give you all of June." <laughs> and they said, "Well, we'll take it." They said, "Can you do anything in July?" I said, "I can probably give you all of July." <laughs> and they said, well, we'll take it. <laughs> and so June and July filled with preaching my way into wow. pastoring the church. Wow. Wow. And is that good? Yeah. Yeah, I always had that moment, like if, if I can't fill it and there's nothing there. So you have to trust God. And mm. again, if pastor asks you, your pastor is going to be there longer than you. That's just a reality. And so they're making decisions. So you just you have to trust God with your call. That, that would be the first thing I'd okay. say. The second thing is... Um, Whatever you're investing into, have have a thought that I, I want to invest in something that lasts longer than me. Mm. So if I've spent the last, you know, four years of ministry. So like the one of the, the greatest thing for me coming back to Champion Center is walking in and seeing everybody that I pastored as a youth pastor on stage. Yeah. Or on mm. team yeah. or youth pastors yeah. or kids pastors or whatever on the yep. stage, you know, like here serving. So so I want to make sure that I protect my exit could destroy that. Yeah. That's, That's so true. So, good. so why yeah. would I, it's a little bit like I, I, I built a garden in my house and then I sold my house and I went in before I sold it, I ripped all the plants out and said, Yeah. Take that, you new homeowners. Mm. You know, <laughs> I, you, you, you don't so want to build a garden and tear it up. So I don't want to sow my life into a ministry yeah. and then destroy it on my exit. Yeah. Right, right. So good. Just destroy it on my exit. So how can I leave and be healthy? I, I want to I want to make sure I transition and keep my relationship. If I've had a relationship yep. with yep. my pastor yep. and he's been my pastor and God's calling me out, not me, God's calling me out, then I'm probably going to need his or her advice right. in the future. Yep. Right. So yep. how do I protect my relationship? And how do I how do I keep honoring them as and even even becoming a, a pastor? So I'll pastor a church. I'll technically have the same title as Pastor Kevin, senior pastor, as Steve Muncie, senior pastor as Kent Muncie, as Paul Dion. I'm going to have the same title, but they'll always be my pastors. Mm. That's great. So if I'm ever in Pastor Kevin's airspace, and I haven't been at Champion Center for 15 years, if I'm ever in his airspace, um, he's still my pastor. It's great. So I'm still watching to see, does he need that bag carried? Right. Yeah. Can yeah. I open the door? 
You know, how, yep. how can I honor? So I want to protect all of that Great. for my future because um, you're going to transition, but ministry is long. Right. Yep. Ministry is long, and you're going to need that relationship. Yep. So don't, don't sacrifice all of that on the altar of the instant. You know, and if you're not hurt, if all of this, is, like, right. if, if you can't, if you can't do any of this, if you're like, I can't do any of that, that just seems crazy. Then I'm coming back to the the first right. question. Okay, so where did you get hurt? So good. And how That's can great. we seek to rectify all negatives in a positive way? That's yeah. so good, John. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. This has been so rich and so good. Um, I, I always think of podcasts like this. You know, we're like, we're like. 40 minutes in if someone's still listening they obviously needed this today right you know and i know there's like trendy podcasts i don't consider mine one of them i just wanted to have like a little church on a podcast here so <laughs> well you, I, most people probably wouldn't do this would you just like right now pray for the person that's still listening and if they needed something they need god to yeah. show up would you just pray over them right now yeah father we just thank you for your presence in the room whatever that room happens to be and whether that's a room in the next few weeks or years away Lord God, we thank you that time is on an issue for you. And so for that person listening that may be in a struggle or a transition and they're questioning, they're trying to work it all out, I thank you that you're not a God of confusion, that you can give clarity. And so make a way in the wilderness, make a way there where there is no way, clear their path, clear their mind, heal their spirit. Lord God, heal their soul, heal their mind, and put them in a position mm -hmm. that they can do this. And so God, I pray that the decisions that they make will be fruitful. We know that the enemy comes in to try to create division mm. and try to create harm Jesus. and he tries to get in and destroy your church. And we just decide today and make a choice today, we're not going to be a part of that division and we're not going to be a part of that hurt and we're going to do things right. And even if we're not treated well, we're going to be like David yes. and just say, you know what, I'm not going to retaliate. I'm, not going to, I'm just going to trust you with my call and realize that even... Even the hurtful moments and the disappointing moments and the like, oh, I don't even get why they did that moment, are all setups to make us better leaders of the future. And so help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, John. information, check out leadingsecond.com. Follow us on Instagram at leadingsecond and join us on the Leading Second Collective on Facebook. Mm -hmm.